Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we hear stories of people who are making time in their lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Before we jump into this week's podcast, I want to remind you that taking care of ourselves is key to taking care of this world. However, it is unbelievably difficult to find the time to get to a yoga studio or to a gym, and no one likes being surrounded by a bunch of strangers while working out. You could work out at home, but it's nearly impossible to stay motivated, and let's be honest, searching for good options on YouTube is enough to make you want to give up before you start. I've got good news, TDH Virtual Experience has got you covered. Experience a class setting virtually on your terms. Enjoy yoga, boogie fit, dance fitness, and even ballet and tap dance classes simply by logging into your account. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions and receive personal answers. You will be part of a fun and supportive community without leaving your home. This is the best of both worlds, and the best part, it's for everyone, anywhere, anytime, and it starts at just $25 a month. Want to check it out? Go to thedancinghouse.com and start your two-week free trial today. No credit card is required and new classes are added every week. That's thedancinghouse.com. Proud supporters of Jesus Never Ran and of dreamers everywhere. Every once in a while, we're going to switch things up and do a podcast that is not an interview. And this is one of those such podcasts. And we're going to take a story about Jesus and just see if we can relate it to our own story and see what we can learn about figuring out how to walk like Jesus by simply learning from him. So today we are going to look at a story about a demon-possessed man, and we're going to focus on our past. One of the things that tends to get in the way of us moving towards our future, moving towards our dreams, moving towards our goals, is we often will have things that will come up from our past. Could be anything. Could be relationships. Could be past failures all kinds of different things. And if we can't get past our past, you see what I did there? If we can't get past our past, it's really hard to look forward to see what we have for our future. So we're going to jump in today and I'm going to read a story right out of the Bible for you, a story about Jesus and a story about Jesus interacting with a man who has a really challenging past. So in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, we hear this. It says, They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Now, before we go any further, the first thing to note about this story is that Jesus and his disciples, they're on one side of the lake. They're in a place called Capernaum, which is a very Jewish region. There's a lot that goes on in Capernaum. We know that some of the disciples are from Capernaum. We even know that at least for a short period of time, Jesus lived in Capernaum, although we don't know at what capacity that was. We just know that he did spend a lot of time there. So he's in Capernaum, and they're going to go across the lake. Now, if we're really anywhere that we can think of right now, and if we go across the lake, we probably get in, 
and get out and we're in the same city or at least really close to the same spot. So if we get in a lake and we get out of a lake, we're not going to experience too much that is different. But in this situation, they get in the lake or the Sea of Galilee is really what it is. And they get in the sea and they're in Capernaum, very Jewish. And when they get out on the other side, they're in a completely different region. It's the region of the Gerasenes and it was conquered by Alexander the Great And anything that Alexander the Great conquered, he made Greek. And so what they would have experienced getting out on the other side of the lake is that they were now in a different world. It would have been nothing like where they got in. And so Jesus went out of his way to go to this man. Jesus went to a completely uncomfortable place to go find this demon-possessed man. The reason why this is important is because A lot of times we feel like there's things that we need to do to get right with God. There's things that we need to do to overcome our past. But the first thing to realize is that God will do that work. God's going to come to us. In this story, the demon-possessed man does not go across the lake to Capernaum. Jesus goes across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And we have to realize that that's true in our lives as well, that God's going to find us wherever we are. And there's no place that we can be that's too broken or includes too much hurt that he can't find us. He will go out of his way to an uncomfortable place to search us out. Another point to be made here is that he goes to the two So not only does he go to a Greek region, he goes to the most unclean place in that Greek region, which would be a place where the tombs were, which is where this man was hanging out. So a little bit of backstory when we're talking about this demon-possessed man. I guess I've always thought of this man as probably just walking around and then one day some demons jumped on him and there he was, a demon-possessed man. But I don't really adhere to that. I don't think that's that's really how this would work. I don't think we walk around and then all of a sudden demons just leap on us. This man had a story that had a lot of darkness to it. This man had a story where he experienced a lot of things that would have hurt him very deeply. What happened? Well, in this region, some sort of unrest must have happened because at one point, there were some soldiers that were called in, a legion of soldiers actually, that were called in to take care of whatever was going on there. And according to the historian Josephus, which we, what we find out is that they were supposed to do four things. They were supposed to kill all of the young men. They were supposed to take captive everybody else. They were supposed to take anything they wanted. And then whatever was left, they were just supposed to burn down. So... If you put yourself in the shoes of the demon-possessed man, can you imagine what you would feel like? Could you imagine what kind of person you would be if you experienced all of the young men in wherever you're living being taken out into the city square and, and executed? Could you imagine what you'd experience if everybody that wasn't killed was taken captive and you, you experienced kids and women and elderly people being dragged away and then can you imagine if you just saw soldiers going into your house going into your business and just taking anything that they wanted all of what you've worked so hard for now just being taken away and not only that whatever they didn't take they burned to the ground so I picture this man somehow somewhere around this somehow he got away from it but I picture him being able to see all of this And when you go through something that traumatic, you're going to be left with some deep hurt 
in some deep challenges. And when we are weak and when we are struggling, that's when Satan's going to get in there. That's when Satan's going to start to whisper in our ear. And I believe that because of the depth of this man's hurt, that is why the demon possession that he was dealing with was as extreme as it was. verse 6 it says when he saw Jesus from a distance he ran and fell on his knees in front of him he shouted at the top of his voice what do you want with me Jesus son of the most high God in God's name don't torture me for Jesus had said to him come out of this man you impure spirit then Jesus asked him well what is your name my name is Legion he replied for we are many and he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd about 2,000 in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. So one of the first questions that we see Jesus asking this demon-possessed man, or I guess it's fair to say he was asking the demon this at this point, he asks the demon, what is your name? Now, I can think of my life and I can just, that's all I have to pull from, right? And in my life, there's been situations where I've had struggles and I haven't really recognized what they were. There was years of my life where I struggled with insecurities of just feeling good enough. And and I would walk into a room and I always feel like the little guy, but I don't think I really believe that I really felt that way. I would talk myself out of it or I would just convince myself that it really wasn't true. And then I was reading a book one day and the book talked about exactly the situation that I just shared with you. And it said, the book said that most everybody feels that same way. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but what I realized is that, hey, this is something that's real. This something is something that's true in my life. And I was finally able to say, hey, I'm an insecure person. I'm a person that struggles with insecurities because I never really believed that before, but I never really understood what I was going through. Now, as soon as I labeled it, as soon as I was able to put a name to it, then that gave God the ability to help me overcome it. There's no way that we can be liberated or freed from something until we're able to name what it is. If you struggle with insecurities like I have and you don't admit it, well, then you're not going to overcome it. If you're in a relationship that's toxic and you're not willing to admit it, you're not going to be able to get out of that relationship. If you have some sort of hurt from your past that keeps coming up in your mind and you choose to just shove it down over and over again, you're not going to be able to overcome it. So put your own situation in this story and ask yourself, what are the things that I have in my life? What are the things that are keeping me from getting to where I want to be but what are the things that I'm not really being honest with myself about what are some things that I need to step up and name so that I can be liberated from them I don't know what it is for you I just know what it is for me and I know that as soon as I was able to identify what it is that I was struggling with that was the moment when I could start to overcome it there are things from your past that will not just go away naturally. Sometimes time heals wounds, but that's not always true. Sometimes it takes a lot of deliberate focus and attention in order to overcome things that we've been through in the past. This demon-possessed man went through so much, 
and the first step towards his healing process, this first step in Jesus taking these demons away was recognizing what the demons were. So when we meet this man for the first time, just stepping back a little bit, we see him in these tombs and he's cutting himself, he's hurting himself because we all know that the reality is when our past is catching up with us, when our past is hindering us, we end up self-sabotaging and we end up hurting ourselves. It's that typical example of you've had a rough relationship in the past and so you use that relationship to cause all your future relationships to struggle, right? Or you've had that failure in your past and so it's always in the back of your mind and so before you start something new, it's almost as if you failed before you even begun it because you already believe that you're not going to succeed. That is an example of us taking our past and allowing it to hinder ourselves. It's self-sabotage, it's self-hurt. But what we see is when this demon-possessed man comes to Jesus, he shows himself for what he truly is. Because when we're struggling with our past, when those thoughts are there, when those situations arise, when that person comes to mind, when that issue comes to mind, when that addiction wants to overwhelm, it seems so overpowering. It seems like something that we could never even begin to overcome. The reality is, is that is simply a perception and it's not even true. The reality is these things that we're struggling with feel a lot bigger than they actually are. And they feel a lot more daunting than they actually are. When this demon-possessed man comes to Jesus, this demon who is causing so much havoc in this man's life and really in the whole community's life, shows itself for what it is. So that which is posing as powerful shows itself to be a coward. That which was posing as insurmountable shows itself to be bowing at the feet of Jesus. And so when we can take whatever it is that we have in our lives, whatever struggle that we have that we need to relate to this story, and we bring that before God, and we just lay it before him, then that will show itself for what it is. It's that whole idea of something coming into the light. Something can hide in darkness, but when it's brought into the light, it will be shown for what it is. A lot of times, we may have dark thoughts running around in our minds, and the best thing that we can do in those situations is just say them out loud. Say them to somebody that we trust, because as soon as it comes out of our mouth, we can realize it for what it is. And it's not that big. And it's not that horrible. And it's not insurmountable. I love reading stories of people who have overcome great things and gone on to do great things. Because it just reminds me that there's nothing that I can't overcome. When I see this demon-possessed man in this story, it reminds me that there's nothing that I can't overcome. That whatever it is in my brain that, that wants to stop me from pursuing what it is that God wants to do within me. I mean, it pales in comparison, right? And so we have this demon-possessed man, and he's dealing with all of this craziness. That demon meets Jesus face-to-face, -face and it just is a coward. And it just says, whatever you do, Jesus, don't torture me, don't hurt me. And what it asks is phenomenal. So this part about the pigs is really crazy, right? And, and if you've read this story before, you've probably got to this point and said, well, that's strange, let's just move on. But a pig is one of the dirtiest animals, okay? If you take Jewish culture, a pig is, is, is seen as one of the dirtiest animals that could be. 
And so this thing posing as such a strong being shows itself to be weak and then asks to be put in the most unclean being, which then goes and commits mass suicide, which is the most cowardly thing any being could do, right? And so these pigs just represent uncleanliness. They represent smallness. When we allow whatever is in our heart, whatever it is in our mind, whatever we're struggling with our, from our past, when we allow it to be exposed to the light and we allow Jesus to interact with it, it will show itself for what it is. I mean, I love meeting people who have overcome addictions and they can look you right in the face and say, this thing has no power over me anymore. I love people that have come out of abusive relationships and they can look at their current relationship and say, that past relationship doesn't affect this current relationship. I love hearing stories of successful business owners and entrepreneurs who will tell you, hey, I failed so many times, but finally I got it right. What was it? I think Thomas Edison failed something like a thousand times before he finally was able to create a light bulb. But aren't we so thankful that he made it, right? And so let's make sure that we're doing a good job of getting whatever it is in our mind out on the table so that it can show itself for what it is. This man was freed from his demon possession, right? Jesus freed him from that in this story. And there will be times when we have that same success story as well. But it's really important to note that Jesus freed him from his situation, but Jesus didn't erase his memory. Because often what God likes to do is he likes to use our past struggles, our past hurts, and he likes to use the fact that we've been freed from that to affect somebody else's future. And so don't expect to forget. Don't expect to no longer have these thoughts in your minds. What the reality is is that it just doesn't affect us like it used to. It's not that the memory is gone, it's that it no longer has a hold on us anymore. It's that it no longer possesses us. It doesn't take up space in our mind and it doesn't keep us from doing what it is that God is calling us to do. The power of it has been extracted so that we can use it as a part of our story, so that we can use it to help somebody else overcome the exact same thing. I do not buy for one second this idea that your past can somehow get in the way of you accomplishing the things that God has for your future. I just don't buy it. I've seen way too many people overcome way too many things to believe that you're the one exception. Whatever it is that's creeping in on you, whatever it is that's keeping you from going to that place that you know you want to go to, you need to call it out. You need to look it in the face and you need to call it out for what it is. It feels powerful, but it's not. Sometimes changing the world requires you to look over your shoulder first, to be able to see what is that thing that's holding on to me? What is that thing that's so desperately trying to drag me down? You are way too important. What you have to offer this world matters way too much. Grab it, see it, and call it out. God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your future. You have something of value for this world. Don't let something or some situation keep you from it.
What we learn from the story of the demon-possessed man is that Jesus is going to go out of his way to find you. He is going to go out of his way to go to where you are. And he is going to help you call out whatever demons are in your life that you need to overcome. If you're looking for a little help getting from where you are today to where you want to go, make sure you go to our website at JesusNeverRan.com. Sign up for The Walking Club today, and we'll have a lot of fun going after our dreams together. On the next podcast, I interview a comedian and a speaker who is using laughter to change the lives of thousands of kids. Tune in next week.